Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 243rd ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the MSP studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. How about you? I'm doing well. Producer Cameron, can you turn my ears up a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. It's just truly wonderful to be in this in the MSP MSP, studio, I just made own. that up. That was great. If you want your name to go there in Ooh. the intro, email <laughs> us, and we'll tell you how much it costs. <laughs> name your price. We'll make it happen. Well, yeah, we're here, new studio. Uh, hopefully, everything works okay. Um, we've tested out everything. Hopefully, the video is workable. Hopefully, the lighting's okay. Hopefully, fingers crossed, everything works. We're still figuring it out. Yeah, we'll be tweaking things, adding decorations, adding more cameras, maybe all that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Producer Cameron's over there now. Oh, yeah, yeah. can't can't Hello. see me till we hey, get the new cameras. So, yep, we'll eventually get a producer cam cam. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, right off the top, I said this last week, but this is only possible because of our patrons on Patreon. Thank you to everyone. Um. I say the names of the $10 people every episode, but there's $5 people. There's people that subscribed like a year ago and don't anymore. We really appreciate everybody that has contributed over there to make this happen. I'm excited to kind of make the space our own and uh, put up more decorations and stuff. Work in progress. Yeah. Um, What are we going to talk about today? We got the NFL draft. I'm wearing my Panthers jersey. Last time the Panthers had the number one overall pick. We got our franchise quarterback, hoping to do the same thing tonight. Um, we are going to talk about that. Mizzou players in the draft and Mizzou basketball transfer portal stuff, all of that. Before we get into that, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. And, of course, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Um, oh, Kyle, we have a little surprise for you. I just want to get it out of the way early. Oh, nice. Um, we, Cameron, you ready for that? We called Eric Musselman and had him give us a little soundbite that we okay. can play on air just whenever we want. Good idea. And so uh, this is what we got from Eric. Okay. So when you hear that in your ears, that's Eric Musselman uh, joining us live in studio. Wow. An incredible appearance that was from yeah. Eric Musselman. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> um, Kyle, NFL draft. You ready for it? I'm ready. Yeah, it's uh, this is the time of year for sure where it's like not a lot going on. Just a little need a little taste. Need a little taste of that football. And uh, the NFL draft is great because I don't know. I just feel like you get a little insight into what the teams really want to do. They kind of show their hand a little bit and. Uh, you know, we watch a lot, of, a lot of college football, obviously, so it's kind of fun to see some of those guys that we've watched um, for the last three or four years in college kind of get their shot at the next level. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on, and uh, I'm happy that the Chiefs pick last in the, at the end of the first round. That's always a good thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, all is good. Yeah, that's interesting. Panthers picking first overall, Chiefs picking last. Hmm. Maybe one day the Panthers will pick last in the first round. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I remember, like, Bryce Young, obviously, the talk of the draft right mm-hmm. now, probably going to go first overall. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he committed to Alabama, it was like, you know, the 
the conversation then was like, oh, Alabama is like becoming a place where quarterbacks want to go and like five-star quarterbacks, they're going to go to Alabama and then go pro. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's been the case for like the last three or four, four, maybe five Alabama starting quarterbacks going back to Tua. Yeah. I mean, as, as incredible as Alabama has been, it's kind of amazing to think that they haven't really had, I don't think they've had a guy go first overall uh they haven't had like that top tier quarterback play they're just good everywhere yeah but yeah Bryce Young had an incredible career very productive uh a little bit of measurables concerns at the NFL level but I don't think that that's going to deter Carolina from taking him first overall yeah I'm not too worried about it I kind of I from a Panthers fan perspective um I was kind of high on CJ Stroud for a while but that was just like NFL combine, um, you know, looking at measurables and stuff. It's Easy like, to get okay, sucked into that. okay. And then like watching uh, the highlights of him against Georgia. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, this is really impressive. Yeah. But that was like his best game ever though. Yeah. Yeah. That was the pinnacle. Yeah. Which that's, a, that's, that's still a, very that's impressive. Pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. But watching Bryce Young highlights, it, it's kind of a different thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he... He just looks like a pro quarterback. Yeah. He's a much more consistent player in yeah. in my mind. Yeah. But and obviously we've we watched quite a bit of Will Levis in the last yeah, couple of years at, at Kentucky. Yeah. Uh I think he's got a pretty good shot to go in the first, you know, four or five picks tonight. So what what's your outlook on on a Will Levis pro career? Oh, who knows? Pro career? I have no idea. I mean, jeez. Yeah. I, like I felt like I don't know, I'm trying to think of like Mac Jones or somebody is Will Levis better than Mac Jones at this point, like on draft day? I think so. Yeah. But maybe uh, the gap's probably not uh, super big. It feels like he could be Mac Jones. Yeah. Or he could be... He could be worse. Yeah. Just depending on what team he goes to. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the reason he's not... I don't have him... I don't think he's going to go like top four. I don't think... I think Young and Stroud will be the only guys that go, the only quarterbacks that go top five. That might be how it should go. Yeah, maybe that's kind of maybe that's kind of what I'm thinking is how it should go more than how it will happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, Will Levis. You're not I, totally bought in, huh? Yeah, but part of that is just I didn't like the fact that he went to Kentucky and was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, he was had a really really good junior season at Kentucky. He, they had uh, a a really good offensive coordinator and he was healthy and he also had Wandale Robinson playing wide receiver so had a great junior season and kind of had a, a fall off his senior year but I think he had some injuries and stuff going on but it will be interesting to see uh what Will Levis does in the NFL I think what I'm trying to say is I'm a Will Levis hater I'll You're just, a hater I'll that's just fine. say it hey know, that's totally fine he won't get any pushback from me uh, another guy that we watched that's gonna go in the first round most likely is Richardson from Florida and man, his draft story has been kind of wild. Yeah. Like this time last year, I feel like he was not on anybody's radar. No, I, I don't think I had even heard of him yeah. a year ago. And then... Um, and we're pretty deep in the culture. Right. And then he has a solid year at Florida, but nothing crazy, but showed those flashes. I mean, even like against Mizzou, especially, he right. showed those flashes where it's like, okay, he is an incredible athlete. Yeah. Like... 
literally the top one percent yes. of the one percent most athletic people on this planet. Literally the greatest combine performance of all time. Yeah, from a quarterback. And you could see that by watching him, watching his highlights. It's right. like, okay, this guy can do incredible things mm-hmm. from the quarterback position and like his size and right. everything. Yeah, there's definitely an argument that uh, to me to be made that if he got in there, get coached up a little bit, maybe have a year where he's sitting behind somebody where you could really make the case for him that he would do some special things, yeah. but. I don't know. That'll be another intriguing one to watch for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a world where like all four of those guys go in the top five picks, I guess. Yeah, but it could happen. I don't know. I don't think it will, but it could. Yeah. And then there's another world where those where like Levis and Richardson don't go till like twelve and fourteen, or I feel like that's probably the lowest they would go. It's like the Houston second first rounder, Mm -hmm. and then like. Sometimes if those those uh, those quarterbacks if they don't get picked in the first few they they can they can slide to yeah. the back of the first potentially but uh, who knows man I don't nobody knows what's gonna happen no. tonight no um who are you hoping the Chiefs pick I've seen Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee Tennessee wide receiver mocks to the Chiefs a few times the last couple of days uh, which usually those mocks leading up to it can be like pretty accurate uh, Jalen Hyatt. If you, I mean, Mizzou fans probably remember him. He's he's a field stretcher for sure, and uh, caught a lot of touchdowns last year. But I, a lot of people think that Josh Heupel's offense is a little gimmicky, mm-hmm. uh, a little a little shallow. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure everybody's totally sold on on Hyatt at the next level. I don't think that would be my my pick for the Chiefs, but um, maybe like a Zay Flowers or um, a Jordan Addison type receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver or something. Is that what you want him to do is or go wide receiver? Or an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Probably the guy from Kansas State is a guy I've seen in that in that range, which I don't I'm not gonna attempt to pronounce his his name. <laughs> um Yeah. I don't the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, um hopefully the Panthers can write the ship here with a quarterback and yeah. get back on the right track. Yeah, I think the uh I think Bryce Young will be a, a good pick. Um, Mizzou players in the draft. This is not as I feel like we've had better drafts for Mizzou prospects, mm-hmm. and we we could have had one this year if a few more guys went pro. I think that we're kind of flirting with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Abrams Drain, off the top of my head, I can't remember who else might have been able to get drafted, but uh, you know, happy to have them back for another year. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fringe guys for sure that are that are coming back. That'll that'll be great to have. Um, yeah, so Mizzou has three guys that I think have the chance to be drafted one for sure. And that's Isaiah McGuire. Uh, so Isaiah McGuire played his whole career at Mizzou as a defensive end. Uh, I think he'll probably go in the third or fourth round. He's probably like the sixth or seventh, uh, ranked defensive end in this class. Um, he's not, I don't know that I would say he's like your typical edge rusher. Like he's not gonna just go off for double digit sacks at the nfl level or anything like that but he's of one of the most well-rounded prospects i think in the class just as far as being able to you know he can rush the passer but passer but i think he's a very good run stopper as well and i think that's just kind of a premium position like you're you're not going to see a whole lot of running backs go high in the nfl draft it's kind of a, a replaceable position all things considered uh defensive end is more of a premium position and so teams are really looking to to get a talented uh, defensive end. So, you know, that could possibly put him in the uh, even higher in the third round. I don't know that I see him going before that, though. 
Yeah, I think fourth round makes sense for him. And I feel like, you know, he's got he's got some versatility as far as what he can do, like you were mentioning, but also he's just above average size and mm-hmm. um I think he tested above average in most of the yeah. speed drills as well. Yeah, he tested pretty well. So I think his like profile, all things considered, is I think it's solid. Mm-hmm. And fourth rounder, that's somebody that you expect to stick around in your uh yeah in your program no in your franchise in your franchise yeah yeah he's definitely not like i was talking about earlier like just to make a mizzou comparison prospect wise he's very much not like a shane ray type Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. defensive end but he's more of like kind of the nfl style where i think they you know there is a place for kind of those third down uh pass rushers that can you know create havoc on you know on passing downs and stuff but i think isaiah mcguire is more of a guy that can be on the field any down, but you know, maybe more like the run situation more so than the pass. But either way, I think uh, he's got a really good shot to be a really solid player. Yeah, and he's a guy that like just literally worked himself into that position by producing on the field in college. Yeah, very like he, productive. He was not a guy like coming into Mizzou that you're like, oh, watch out, this guy in two years he's going to be drafted in the fourth round. Right. He kind of had to prove it year after year that he's yeah. legit. Yeah, which is you know that's we talked about how that's Missouri, how Missouri has to make their money. They have to have those three and four year guys who you know get stronger and get that experience over time, and that's where Missouri's going to be at their best when they have you know a lot of these guys that are kind of older and more experienced. But yeah, you mentioned it. He had a productive career. He had 116 tackles at Mizzou and 16 sacks. So uh, did a lot. All right, so he's sure thing getting drafted. Uh, anybody else that's a sure thing, or are we all are we talking kind of maybe, maybe not? Under- I would say he's probably the only one that I would feel comfortable saying he's for sure getting drafted. Um, I would say the next most likely is Martez Manuel. Uh, Martez has really good size for for a safety. Uh, he's he's good good weight for sure and good speed. Uh, he's te- he tested pretty well. Um, and had a very productive career at Mizzou, um, had 196 tackles and 11 sacks at Missouri. So, and he really was kind of made an, an impact early on. I think he played as a true freshman and got in there early. So that's a good sign that NFL teams like to see is kind of those early breakout ages, um, early ages of, of guys getting in there and contributing is a good sign of, um, of talent. And he definitely had his best season in 2021, as far as like stats wise, um, I think he had like almost 80 tackles in 2021 so um and he kind of just has those intangibles too where he's he was like a great leader and the guys kind of rallied around him and you know he's just um he's just a confident guy got a chip on his shoulder that kind of thing that i think teams really like so um you could probably say that about a lot of guys in, in yeah. the draft but you know i really do think that's you know i'm not just saying that about martez manuel he was he was definitely a leader for mizzou yeah i feel like that type of player who is kind of fringe uh, draft pick is like teams are kind of sitting there hoping that nobody drafts him in like the sixth round because he's like at the top of their list to call after the draft is over mm-hmm. yeah absolutely he'll get signed on a undrafted free agent deal um almost undoubtedly all right who else we got last guy is dj coleman um may not be as familiar of a name to some of you guys as martez manuel but uh defensive end that transferred from uh uh i guess a lower level this past season as like a graduate transfer uh i can't remember where what school he played for before he came to mizzou 
but he has a really good size, uh, very productive career, like extremely productive uh, at the, uh, what do they even call it? Jacksonville State. Yeah. What, where he came from. What do they FCS. call it? FCS. Yeah. yeah. Very productive at the FCS level. Um, at Mizzou, uh, he had 37 tackles and five sacks. Um, I would say like the biggest knock on him is, well, he didn't test very well in some of the the agility stuff, some of the speed stuff. He didn't do super well. He did all right in the bench press, but um, mainly he's just kind of old for a prospect. Um, typically, you have to, um, there's got to be some unique circumstances if you're going to be, you know, 23 years old or whatever he is um, coming out of college. But um, again, I think that he'll, he'll sign with a team in an undrafted free agent role if he doesn't get drafted. Uh, not impossible, but I would be a little surprised if DJ Coleman was was drafted. But um, I don't know if I really noticed it, if I really realized it in the season. But um, and he was a tremendous addition for us this past year. Like uh, kind of helped to revive the defensive line and uh, just played really really well. Um, so just three guys that are even close to being drafted i think so you know next year you kind of alluded to it next year i think we'll have a bigger group of guys i don't know if we'll have a whole lot of guys that are that will go high but there'll be a much bigger group um just overall of guys that have a chance and uh i think harrison mevis will be included in that as well so see if we can get a specialist drafted (laughs) yeah hopefully he has a really nice season this year that warrants being drafted yeah sounds good all right so Anything, anything else about the NFL draft before we move on? I don't think so. Um, oh, we, oh, we forgot to look at a couple things here. But uh, we, last week we did our uniform, Mizzou uniform tier list. And um, that was really fun and pretty good reaction um, on YouTube and on Twitter and stuff from that. So we appreciate everybody giving their feedback on that. Uh, I don't think I saw anybody that just like, flamed our takes and said they were trash so we did okay i think mm-hmm. and we maybe played it a little bit safe uh there was one person in the youtube comments that uh likes the gray shoulders shoulder pad area on the white jersey from like 2012 2013 yeah. and yeah i mean it's not I don't think it's necessarily that bad it's like uh, when you're trying to pick between mizzou uniforms i kind of like them all so uh, but somebody tweeted at you a, a uniform combination that we kind of overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a couple people send us uh, their tier list, but uh, at the Misery Index on Twitter uh, said that we missed the greatest uniform set in Mizzou history, which uh, was it looks like probably from maybe the 2020 season or yeah. 2021. With uh, it's a picture of Connor Bazelak. It's like an all white with like the gold block M on the helmet, which it does look pretty crispy. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. So we did miss that one. We had the home version of that, the all black. Right. And that's that helmet that I love. That's the block in within the little diamond pattern yeah. in the stripe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had the home version of that. But yeah, definitely the away version. Very nice as well. Yeah. And then he sent us a, a tier list as well. And he just has one uh, uniform that's uh, S tier. And it's the picture of Jalen Knox, kind of the the all black yeah. uh, home uniforms that are, that are pretty sick for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's the one I think is basically the same as the oh, all right, white. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, we had another one, another couple that were sent in to us. Uh, let's see. Uh-oh. Some people were liking the all gold, uh, the picture that of Drew Locke, um, the all gold with the big tiger head mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. 
we didn't like that one as much. I know a producer Cameron really likes that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, we definitely had some people in Discord mentioning that one as one of their favorites. Yeah, we had one person on Twitter say the the lone S tier uniform for them was the Sailor Tiger on the helmet, um, with Luther Burden in that picture. So I mean, yeah, that, I think we liked that one. That I'm saying like, next year we just do helmets only. I I agree. We're gonna have to. There's just too many good helmets. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun to see everybody's feedback on that. Maybe we can actually make somebody mad with that one. Probably. <laughs> People definitely have opinions Get on that. Get a little helmets. more divisive. Yeah. All right. So thanks for, for everybody's feedback on the uniforms. And I'm trying to come up with some more fun stuff like that uh, for the off season. Now, switching gears to basketball, transfer portal, um, Missouri it's has... stuff out there on the streets right now. Ew, it, is, it is tough. But I don't know. I'm thinking about this kind of as I'm talking. And I feel like we've had, you know, we've got uh, John Tanjay committed from Colorado State. Like, it feels like the day the transfer portal opened. Yeah. And so I feel like it's... Kind of forget about that one. Exactly. Um, and with Caleb Grill and Tamar Bates, like, that's yeah. three solid pickups. Very solid. But some of these misses are hurting a little bit. Caleb Love to Michigan. Now, Caden Shedrick to Texas, and just today was announced Jamarion Sharp to Ole Miss. Oh, I hate that. So random. Chris Beard. Chris Beard's at Ole Miss. I don't know if we talked about that on the on the show yet. That's awful. I hate that so much. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, won't, go, I won't go into it too much, but yeah, of course. No, I want you to fight on Twitter with another Texas coach. <laughs> um, yeah, Jamarion Sharp to Ole Miss. Caden Shedrick to Texas. Those are frustrating misses, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I was locked into uh, to Shedrick's announcement. Yeah. Uh, he announced live on like Jeff Goodman's show or somebody. And I'm not going to lie. I was kind of bought in. I felt like the, I felt like the stars were aligning. Uh, you know, he had a visit lined up to Xavier that he ended up canceling because they got a big guy. Uh, kind of felt like he wasn't an option for Duke anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Texas had a big man return the day he announced. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, all right, you know, he took a visit to Mizzou. Mizzou was his last visit before he shut everything down and decided he wanted to make I, his announcement. You're making me feel like he's coming to Mizzou. Yeah, right I know. Now. It was like pretty much every little signal that you want. And when you're, when you're reading the tea leaves, it felt like this, this feels good here. We have unlimited playing time to to give to him he talked about in his in his announcement before he announced he was going to texas he said yeah i kind of want to reinvent my game play somebody where you know play somewhere where i have a lot of opportunity and all this stuff so i was like man okay this i was like smiling i'm like all right we're it's good. all lining up and then um yeah it didn't happen and he said in his like post announcement interview that it was absolutely neck and neck but then he cited he said it was down to texas and mizzou and it was very close but then he went with Texas because he said they have a history of putting big men in the NBA. Sure, okay, that's fine. Like, what what coach like, are you? What coach are you talking about? What yes, coaching exactly, staff are you talking yeah. about? But like, just the just the brand name, the University Texas. Yes, they. Yes, because yeah. 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 Oh well, hey, we, it's fine. We wish him the best. Hey, we At least he's him. not in the SEC anymore. We, we didn't even want him. Yep. If they go somewhere else, we don't want him. Uh, then yeah, Jamarion Sharp to Ole Miss. It's just 
not not I meant have, to be. I have nothing. Yeah, I guess I have nothing else to say here. I, I just I don't I don't know what's going on. Maybe he didn't like Coach Smith Peters. Maybe <laughs> maybe like we that's that's the connection we're assuming exactly that is like, like golden. I think, I, think yeah. I threw that out there a couple of weeks ago. Like we just assume that anytime you know a player goes in the transfer portal or something like that, and they have like a coaching connection, it's like okay, well you know there it is. That's yeah. that's got to be. It's it's uh it's a shoe in, but maybe maybe they don't like their coach, and this <laughs> seems to be the case here. It could be. Um, so now I mean, we missed out on all the big men that I want to slot into the five spot. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's going to be somebody else that that comes into the picture at some point, but it seemed like everybody like our. 1A, 1B, 1C. I mean, we, we're going down the list and we're, we're running out of options here. Yeah. Now, every option that has said no so far has been, yeah, like option number one, 1A, 1B, like you said. So it doesn't feel like we've, we're not like scraping the bottom of the barrel just yet, but I don't know who all is out there right. to even look at at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like you got to go all in on Matthew Cleveland if you're yeah. the coaching staff. And that situation seems more promising than i first thought i think i kind of went back and forth i was like um okay this is awesome he's got the connection with cy this we should be in a really good shape and then there were some rumblings about like uh the, it may be the case that the only reason he's in the portal is because he already knows where he wants to go right and it's like okay that's understandable so maybe we'll not get too excited then he visited Mizzou, yeah. hasn't committed anywhere else yet, still taking visits. So I'm like, okay, is, the longer this goes, I think I kind of like Mizzou a little bit better with him. Yeah. Yeah, let me uh, let me offer this thought okay. to you, Cameron. What if Missouri was the school that he knew he wanted to go to Hey, when sound, he hopped in that portal? Sounds good to me. No tampering, no tampering. No tampering, of course. But yeah, I mean, I think that CY connection is pretty strong. And, uh, you know, he did sound, it, it does sound like he did take a visit to Missouri. Uh, he visited Auburn, or it may may still be there. Um, yeah. It's very recent. So, visiting Auburn. Auburn, Auburn seems to be a player, a little bit random. Uh, Gross. But anytime you're recruiting into Bruce Pearl, you just never know what kind of AC he has up his sleeve. So. Now, Bruce Pearl, now he's the type that would tamper. And exactly. he's making strong offers before anybody hits the transfer portal, exactly. I think. Exactly. Can we get like in trouble for saying for like making wild accusations like that? I don't know. Hypothetically, he might do something like that as a joke. Everything we're saying is a joke. Yes. <laughs> um, but in yeah, the compliance department. I say uh, bring in bring in Matthew Cleveland. Yeah, bring him and, in. And uh, let's. That's what you want to do. We don't even need a, a big man. No, we don't need anybody at the five. Positionless basketball, all forwards, three forwards and two guards. Cleveland's got long arms. He can block shots. Co- uh, Kobe did announce he is going to go through the process, which that surprises nobody. No. Uh, he specifically said he's maintaining his eligibility. Mm-hmm. So uh, nothing's th- changed at all. I there. think he'll probably get that early second round grade. And but you know we we've we've talked about the pros and cons of him leaving. We've we've gone through all that. Um, but it'll probably still be uh, probably a month or I don't know a few weeks at least before we know what he's going to do. Yeah, almost exactly a month, I think. End of May is when you have to pull your name out of the draft. And I'm basically trying to convince myself. I'm trying to tell myself that he's gone at this point. Yeah. And if he returns, awesome. Yeah, interesting caveat is uh, Caleb Brown 
has decided he's transferring. Yeah. So, yeah, that was like a little bit interesting. Like you can kind of, again, like with most things, you can kind of create a narrative that either way, um, if he's going into the transfer portal, then maybe it sounds like Kobe's gone. Right. But you can also say, well, you know, he's a good basketball player too, and maybe he just wants to go yeah, create his own story somewhere. So yeah. either way, you can make up a narrative. But So we don't really know what that means in relation to Kobe coming back or not. We just gotta yeah, wait and out. yeah. The way I'm thinking about that, Kobe at this point is just honestly, if he, if I'm him, and you tell me, uh, it looks like probably there's like a handful of teams here that would like to pick you in the second round of the NBA draft. You got to just go, probably. And whatever happens after that, you know it's going to be a grind. But what are you looking at? I feel like, again, you can take this either way, but to not set myself up for disappointment, I'm thinking um, there's still a grind no matter what. If you want to play basketball professionally and you're not like a lottery pick, then you're going to have to work really hard to make that happen. Yep. So whether he goes through the draft process and gets picked in the second round, he could be, you know, a role player on an NBA team for he could actually make a living in the NBA or that could just be the start of his professional career that has a lot of twists and turns. I mean, uh, Drew Smith, he's still, uh, showing up for, he was playing in regular season NBA games. I think he maybe even played in a playoff game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. As much as I love Drew Smith, I never would have imagined that he'd stick around on an NBA roster. No. And it's kind of like just playing the odds at this, at, at some point, it's like, well, probably not, you know? Right. But um, he's just not really the profile that I think of yeah. when I think of NBA player. But, hey, I mean, there's a there's a place for, for smart guys like Drew and just like... Hard workers, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny how, like, in recent Mizzou basketball history, it's been Michael Porter Jr., who was, like, going to be a lottery pick no matter what, literally had, like, worst-case scenario happen, basically. Maybe it was worse if he played all year and was just awful, but basically didn't play college basketball. I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he could have been bad. Yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> uh, not very likely scenario, <laughs> um, especially considering what he's doing now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, didn't matter what he did, he was going to be a lottery pick, late lottery to who knows, number one overall, but doesn't matter at that point. And he actually ended up going to a better team in Denver because right. of that situation. So we've had that where it's like sure thing lottery pick no matter what, who actually didn't contribute very much for Mizzou, to like some of the most favorite players in the history of Mizzou basketball, recent memory, and they're just like fringe NBA guys. Will they make a roster? They're going to have to grind it out in the summer league, that sort of thing. Yep. I would take some more NBA I'd, draft picks coming through. I'd take somebody that's both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would lottery like, pick and productive at Mizzou. Yes, uh, Mizzou legend who and Michael Porter Jr. will always be a Mizzou legend. Like, there's a lot in that, you know. Yeah, but it's complicated. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, Matthew Cleveland, though, come on down. I would. I don't know though. I'm scared that they're gonna have to roll into next year with no proper big man and uh muhammad diara is yeah that's true (laughs) he played uh, some 
minutes in SEC play this past year. He's still on the roster. Um, Mohamed Diara is, landed at NC State, which, uh, no offense, I uh, don't mean this anyway, except that's an impressive landing spot, I think. Better than I would have expected. Yeah, I mean... It, I was definitely surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, but you can. Kind of, I mean, you can see the the skill set he has is very unique, and he is not a consistent player, and he's not really gonna fill the role that Missouri needed. No, uh, like we needed a post player, and he's not that. And but at the same time, whenever he got the ball out of the the perimeter and started driving in, it didn't go super well either. But you know, he has that. He has that outcome in him where he's a, a productive perimeter player, and he's he's a very talented player. So, I don't know. He was uh, he was searching his name a little bit or checking his re- yes. his mentions uh, right after that announcement, and he did allude to the fact that he was not interested in playing the five spot right. at Mizzou, yep. and that was what was available to him. And so that that's a. Uh, I don't know. That's a good way to part ways with a player, I guess. Just being like, hey, listen, this is what we see for you next year. What do you think? Uh, I'm not digging it. I'm going to go somewhere yeah. else. It was so fascinating. I don't know. This is we're kind of getting off a tangent here, but what's so fascinating about um, Diara is we knew that about him before the season started. Like he when himself it, said he was, he sees himself playing the three. Yes. And we were, and we were like, like, no, you're yeah, not. That's not happening. We need a, we need a, uh, a post player and yeah. that's what you're going to do because we've watched your highlights and you're like six eleven. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. And yeah. somehow we knew that and he didn't is fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. That may have been one of the things where like, you just take the best landing spot possible and then just kind of prove what you can do bet on yourself a little bit but obviously the coaching staff had other ideas so still a lot of twists and turns left in uh the off season for both sports um i'm ready for i'm ready for college football to start uh i'm ready for those rumblings to start back up a little bit it's almost time yeah almost time to start uh getting a little antsy for it Mm -hmm. um this is a relatively short episode. There wasn't a whole lot to go over, and uh, we just needed to make sure that this would all work the first time in a new location. So go easy on us. There's going to be things that we have to fix and tweak as we go. Like Kyle said, it's a work in progress, but at least we have our own space to make exactly what we want. Mm. Uh, if you if you have any comments about the new setup, let us know. Anything else, Kyle, before we end this for me. All right. Well, I think that will be it. Uh, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Garofalo, Brandon Hanks, Matthew Tilly, and Cooper Boyer. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Wow, really climbing the ladder there. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week after the draft.